Guns for Steve. And I'm uh, Quentin Blair. And, and this is which police? Radio. Thank you.
welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm your regular host, Sam. Uh, once again, people who listen to the show pretty regularly might remember Country Steve, as uh, you've been on twice before, I think. Yeah. And uh, this time we don't have a really depressing theme word for you, which is nice. <laughs> but, um, and we also have Quentin Blair, and this is your first time on the first show. First time, absolutely. And thank, thanks a lot for, uh, for doing this. Absolutely. It's, it's first just... time caller, long time listener. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, I mean, I haven't had the chance to see you live yet, but I mean, I, I definitely have been introduced to your music through Greg Arcade, who is mm-hmm. another frequent guest on this show. And yeah, uh, yeah I really like it. It's cool. It's uh, So I'm happy to have you on here to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. I and, have had the chance to chat you, and then somebody mistook me for you and gave me all the credit for your set. And I it, thought about taking it, but... Uh, oh, you should have. You should have, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I felt really good about the set I played then, and I was <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it was, it was Oh, you were actually playing at that show? No. no. <laughs> I, was, I was playing at this, uh, at this uh, showcase event. Um, sorry, I'll rephrase that. There was a showcase event taking place, <laughs> and I was playing at a venue associated with the showcase okay. event. So I wasn't in the actual showcase. And uh, there's a band there called The Fortunate Son, The Fortunate Ones. Okay. And it's this duo from uh, on the East Coast. And he's a kind of a husky guy with a beard, and he's wearing a sweater. And he says, "Come find me after the show. I'll be I'll be in this sort of meeting area. I'm the husky guy with the beard." Yeah. yeah. Would not. I, I could have booked. I could have booked three tours right there. I had so many people come and talk to me, and so made sure I told them, "You're not the only husky guy with a beard wearing a sweater here today." Yeah, my yeah. <laughs> But you guys don't even look the same. I don't know how that. No, it's, I think we were wearing different colored cowboy hats too, or something. Yeah, It was like uh, he had like a brown or a white on or something like that. So yeah. It was like a cowboy hat. It must be him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've had. Uh, I mean, over the course of the show, we have very different. Week to week, different types of artists on the show. We have a metal band, a rapper, country singer, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I feel like we've had a few people over the years who have done country music, and uh, often it's kind of country mixed with punk or country mixed with something else. But from what I've heard of your stuff, your stuff sounds very purely country. I mean, it's like I don't know if that's a, how you des- describe it, but it's country, country, country by country. It's yeah. just real country. <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, what, that's what I got out yeah, of it. I mean, yeah. it definitely has that, that sound. Like, that's legit, some, sure. Someone called it that one time. Yeah. And I, and I just went with it. Yeah. yeah, real, I mean, yeah. real country. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. So, what, I mean, what kind of, uh, I guess, what kind of background do you have in country music? Well, I just grew up listening to it. So, I grew up, like, you know, long before country was cool, I listened to a, what was that, Country 630? I think it was an AM country okay. station. And uh, grew up listening to it. And the first, first concert I went to was. Uh, Nitty gritty dirt band of all oh, things, wow. and I've seen them like seven times. Not that I'm that big of a dirt band fan, but my dad is, and so it's okay. always like, yeah, yeah. "Hey, happy birthday, Dad!" Oh, and he Circle can't is it. such a good album, though. Oh, absolutely, Circle absolutely, is like up there amongst some of the best there. It's but I, I guess it's just the whole thing that like they came about being sort of like a country comedy act. Yeah, yeah. Sort of that was their their. So it's kind of like, well, you know, I'd rather you know. Just some country cred in there, but it's yeah. all good. It's, you know, so I went to see them a bunch of times, and we grew up listening to uh, Kenny Rogers. Okay. We'd have friends come over, and uh, and they, my parents and them would play cards forever, and they just have Kenny Rogers records on all the time. Yeah. And so it kind of just started there. I kind of fell in love with storytelling country, and okay. that's where we are. Well, that's cool. It's interesting how that seeps into yeah. people's uh, like what they get into as they're older. I mean. Definitely the stuff I, I mean, I, you know, when I grew up, my dad listened to a lot of reggae. I was in reggae bands for a, a long time. I mean, I still listen to pretty much primarily reggae over anything else. And yeah. It's just, just because, and part of it's because it was, you know, there'd be like a Peter Tosh record on when I'm eight years old or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it, it digs into your head, you know, yeah. like, yeah, so that's, that's cool. And you're, you're from out of town, right? Yeah, I live uh, south of Mitchell. Okay. Which is, mm-hmm. you know. 
close to Steinbeck. I'm seven miles from Steinbeck. That seven miles means a lot to me for some reason. <laughs> it's very important. <laughs> yeah, seven miles from Steinbeck. for lunch later. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. I'll be around in a minute. Absolutely. So is there, a, I mean, is there a scene out there for like local musicians in that in that region? Totally. This, this is different from the city? Because, I mean, the city, you know, obviously there's tons of stuff going on every night. Yeah. Uh, and uh, from what I imagine, that there's probably a lot of smaller, obviously a lot of smaller festivals in all the rural towns in Manitoba. That... I'd almost argue that they're bigger festivals. Yeah, in a lot of in a lot of senses, only because, uh, yeah, I play a lot in rural Manitoba. I, in fact, I probably only started playing in Winnipeg about a year and a half ago. Okay. Because there's so much that happens in a rural market that you know. Kind of that's the only thing happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's, yeah. it's a lot of fun. I mean, I play a lot of country fairs, a lot of rodeos, and those are those are just fantastic events to be a part of, and and they're huge. I mean, you can you can well huge, you know, you can have thirty five hundred people oh, at yeah. an event one night, yeah. and uh, you know, it's like I, I I love doing that kind of stuff. So I do have a do have a good uh, strong I, I think a good strong fan base out in southeastern Manitoba especially, okay. um, but then just I I kind of focus on rural markets a lot um now i kind of reserve one weekend a month for winnipeg but okay how was how has the uh transition been from crowds out there to here i mean did you did you find a lot of acceptance in the city when you started playing here or yeah i think you find a lot of acceptance in, in the city yeah uh, i think it's it, it's just a little bit different because i mean i get a lot of like radio support in rural markets as well yeah, so, that, yeah, so yeah. you can kind of step out and, and you can play a show and they're going oh you know, they're they're shouting out, play blues man or play time. Right, because like they've heard it. Yeah, they, they've yeah. heard my song, and I and I actually host a, a program too. Oh, like cool. a, a, it's called the Throwback Thursday Music Minute, and so I go and I just talk for a couple of minutes about an old country song and play it. And so people kind of associate me with kind of classic right, country, right. and so it, it works out really well. But uh, no, Winnipeg is a is a great market, and the community of musicians and people oh, yeah. involved in the industry is yeah. is fantastic definitely, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, cool. And I mean, Steve, you've uh, last time you were on here, you were promoting an album which still hasn't come which out. Which still hasn't come out. <laughs> but uh, we've heard a single from that. Too, right? We've so heard a single from that. So it's, uh, it's, it's eventually, uh, uh, it'll be... Uh, I was going to play something off there later tonight, too. So cool, cool. Uh, cool. Yeah, we might record the entire album on Witch Police before. It yeah, yeah, just do enough, <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough guest spots for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's so, a CD release year. Yeah. CD release year. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just Every three months you come on and do another song. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Um, so for people who haven't heard the show before, the way it works uh, typically is we have a randomly generated theme word. We punch a button on a computer, gives us a word, and people select songs that relate to the theme in any way they can see the connection. But both of you guys have guitars here, so I'm I'm under the impression we're probably going to have some, some live performances in the show, which is great. I mean, we love that. But uh, the theme word that came out today was shack, which is a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because it's random, there's ups and downs. I mean, Steve had noose and uh, traumatic for his yeah. two previous appearances <laughs> just by the luck of the draw right so <laughs> nothing says good times like partying with a noose so. yeah, yeah exactly and then traumatic too and that traumatic, was even worse yeah. yeah yeah so I mean I think you must be happy to have Shaq this time I'm happy to have Shaq this time although you know I, I didn't get to didn't get to put on Nitty Gritty Dirt Band song this Again, time yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> oh did you do that last time yeah I did uh, oh, well the circle be unbroken from okay. the first one yeah, yeah. yeah and then I don't think I played a Nitty Gritty Dirt Band song. you talked about them the second time though yeah I was starting a tradition here yeah we talked about them now too yeah yeah yeah, don't ask me to play Fishing in the Dark. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I think just to get things started on the whole Shack thing, I mean, we'll definitely be back to talk to you guys about your music, but I'm going to pick something just to kick it off. Uh, when I first thought of the word, I was thinking about Shacks as like a housing unit, you know, like a place people lived, and I had a lot of song ideas based on that. And then I was kind of thinking, well, that's 
maybe too obvious. What else can I come up with with Shaq? And then I thought there's a song called Clear the, Clear the Track, Here Comes Shaq, about Eddie Shaq, uh, <laughs> when he played for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's like a novelty song that was released by a band that I think the band only existed for this one novelty song. And it was in 66, which is the year before they won their last cup. And uh, he was on the team that won the last cup, but he was a big celebrity in Toronto at the time. Yeah. And this became a number one hit in Canada. Wow. <laughs> Seriously? It's a single. It's wow. ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous novelty song. I can't remember the name of the guy who sings it, but the band was called The Secrets, and it's, uh, it's, it's ridiculous. Wow. So let's check it out, and we'll be back. Clear the track, here comes Shaq. He knocks him down and he gives him a whack. He can score goals, he's coming back. They call him the great entertainer, but ah, oh boy, Eddie's no clown. It couldn't be made any plainer, it's great to have Eddie town. So, clear the track, well, here comes Shaq. He knocks him down and he gives him a whack. He can score goals, he's found the knack. Eddie, Eddie Shaq. He started the year in the minors and almost gave him the game. Back with the big club And the leaves haven't quite been the same Wow! Clear the track well, Here comes Shaq He knocks him down and he gives him a whack He can score goals He's found a Eddie, Eddie Shaq It's great to see him on right wing Or is it the left wing he plays? Well, maybe it's both at the same time He skates all over the place So... Track. Here comes Shaq, he knocks him down and he gives him a whack He can score goals, he's found the Eddie, Eddie Shaq Someday in the dim distant future, when they honor the greats of the game They'll hang on the skates and the sweater, in our hockey hall of fame So, clear the track, here comes Shaq So yeah, clear the track for Eddie Shaq. I mean, fantastic. Yeah. it's pretty pretty amazing. I kind of get the impression listening to it that they don't really know much about hockey. Like I think someone yeah, just, he plays the right wing, yeah. or maybe it's the left. Wing. <laughs> I think someone just said like, "Hey, we need a song about this guy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I do admire the picture of him like air tackling somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. that Quentin pointed out it was. Uh, so yeah, totally legal hit if you ask me. Random. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, player safety? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we jump and tackle. This is football. But not, even, even as far back as like ten years ago, like you watch videos of, of uh, highlights, and every single hit would be illegal now. Scott Stevens. Scott so Stevens. Yeah, and those yeah. are you watch highlight like you know YouTube. Scott Stevens compilations and every hit is the best thing you've ever seen. In your oh, life. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it's like, you know, you just get sent off immediately. Like this. So mm-hmm. back in the sixties, I'm sure yeah. it was even worse. Like, and who needs helmets for any of this? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. There's like, there's no, it's weird. Cause there are hockey songs that, I mean, obviously it's Tom and Tom's the hockey song, but I mean no. like, um, there's kind of novelty songs that come up every once in a while about hockey players. Like with the original jets, there was uh, a whole CD of like jets player themed 
songs by famous like they change the lyrics it yeah be like yeah, a bto okay. song or something they change the lyrics to be about jam or whatever <laughs> but like number one it'd be an island the jets or something yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, as a number one hit, that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's that, that is insane. And in 1966, yeah. I'm sure there was better stuff happening. Like, there's <laughs> something going on. But, yeah, I don't know. Oh, no, it'd, it'd, be great, it'd be great to compare just to, to find that exact era. Like, to, to find 66 yeah, and yeah. see what else is happening in the American music scene yeah, yeah. and then what's happening in the Canadian music scene. Yeah, for sure. I'm kind of curious as to what was number two. Yeah, it was probably, yeah, it was probably some all-time who, classic. Who, who <laughs> yeah, who couldn't knock that one off? <laughs> I think I read, I read Murray's two, in number two with yeah, Danny's yeah. song. <laughs> I think I read it was on for like three weeks or something in number one, too. Like, it, it was, it had a... So, I mean, I guess that's when the least were good, though, right? So, I guess. <laughs> Nowadays, it would yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's how I thought of Shaq. I mean, you know, the obvious thing was the, the house. But yeah. Go, go a little bit different, I don't know. That's hilarious. Yeah, so... It's good times. Yeah, yeah. So that was a tune. <laughs> so yeah, this. Uh, what I wanted to ask you is, I mean, this is you, you brought a CD here, which is excellent. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to hearing it. But uh, how long have you been doing this? I mean, I, I was looking at some YouTube videos, and it seems like they go back quite a few years. Uh, yeah, yeah. So they go, uh, back, they go back far too far. I don't know. It's a funny, funny thing. I started doing this. I was working out at Miracle Ranch, um, and I was doing uh, like like trail rides and driving okay. the team on sleigh rides and stuff, and. Um, and just doing sort of ranch work, and I was sitting in the office one day, and uh, the manager and owner were there, and they're saying, "We need a singing cowboy." And I'm like, yeah. I, I kind of love country music. I can <laughs> sing and I can play. Yeah. Maybe I can be your singing cowboy. So I started hosting campfires and okay. trail rides and all that kind of stuff for them, and and uh, my first gig was at a horse show. Which is seems I, fitting. It's I, I, yeah. kind of embarrassing in some ways, but uh, yeah, it was still good. It was a good place to start, and. Uh, I don't see what's embarrassing about that at all. It sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> it sounds pretty good. <laughs> I guess you weren't, you weren't at the show. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe I have a different memory than you. <laughs> but that also kind of gives the whole like you know uh, authenticity to what you're doing, right? I mean, the fact that you started off as a singing cowboy and you're actually doing like stereotypical cowboy stuff mm-hmm. versus you know, I mean, no offense, Steve, but you're you know, <laughs> I, I'm a city kid. Yeah, <laughs> the great name, Country Steve. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, uh, there's no offense taken there at all. <laughs> no, I'm well aware of it. Although I do cling to those two years I lived in Sanford as as a toddler. Right, right. See <laughs> <laughs> a friend. Yeah. I uh, I started off um, like when I was doing that singing cowboy thing. Yeah. Like I love I love Western music. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, in fact, thinking about that, I should have I should have prepared. I should have got a great Western tune. Maybe I'll come up with one about a shack. Sure, I mean, we've got time. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. got time to make it. Not a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So I'll try to talk and think about that at the same yeah. time. But I love, I love Western music. So I used to go out west um, to, uh, like, cowboy poetry gatherings. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah. That's something really neat, actually. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. And that's sort of where I started to play and really kind of break in my own tunes. Cool. So I've got an album that came out before this one, You're Holding Blues Man there. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot more Western. And then the feedback that I was getting was, you know, it's too western to support okay. commercially and it's too glossy to, to support on a roots level right so right. i kind of had an album that i couldn't get anybody to play so i kind of changed changed my direction a little bit at that point but some of my favorite writers are are still like uh, um there's a guy in uh he's in tomahawk alberta named matt robertson okay he is as cowboy as he gets he's a bronc rider uh was born in wyoming and he, he did like the, the bronc circuit there moved up to canada and uh, he's he's a fantastic writer and singer, but he's so t- like stereotypical Western. Yeah, he can't talk about himself. He 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 tells me like I'd love to play more shows, but yeah. but I, I 
I just can't book shows. Like, I, and I'm sitting there going, man, you are the one of, one of my favorite writers. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm glad that I got to hang out with him a couple of years in a row at the uh, Pincher Creek Cowboy Poetry Gathering before it is now defunct. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's uh, it's a great way to kind of get into that Western yeah. world because it's a total, a total side world that just exists out pretty much in Alberta and Saskatchewan. NBC pretty strong, too. Yeah. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned, like, you know, being too glossy, and because I feel like, and this might be my, my perception of it, but I feel like, especially in Winnipeg, there's lots of people who are playing country and country-influenced music, but there's, it seems like it's important to have an edge to it, to have kind of like a rawness to it, mm-hmm. whereas glossier stuff, which, you know, may, may be more radio-friendly or whatever, is kind of... I don't know if it's frowned upon, but it's like, you know, we're, 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 too, uh, we're too grimy for that. You know? Yeah, 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 totally. Well, yeah, because there's... Sorry, go ahead, Steve. No, no problem. I was going to say, it's, it's largely, I think, depending on what crowd you're in. If you're, if you're going to walk into the Times Changed and you're going to expect to be playing uh, really glossed over country music, it's not going to fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They want like, the gut bucket stuff, right? Like, they want the really yeah. dirty kind of... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They want that, that D-Ranger sound with yeah. the, the muck buckets going on and yeah. uh, all, all the craziness. But uh, I think if you went into other venues, it'd be very welcomed. Well, it's, it's funny because, I mean, you, you definitely feel that. Like, one of the things that's changed in my writing is it's gone from a very... It's, it's not necessarily, like, it's not a romantic view of rural living, but it's just real. Like, just sort of stuff that, you, you know, you kind of sit around the campfire and think okay. about life and what are you doing. And you know, sort of have these deep contemplative moments when you're just alone under the stars. That was right. the name of the first album that nobody has. <laughs> but, uh, so so that's that's kind of where, where it came from. But then now that... You get in and you start playing venues, like the times change or whatever, yeah. where you want to be, like, you have to have a different element to it. I've written, like, two murder ballads that, well, they're not even ballads, they're just two murder they're songs, which are, which is just totally out of left field for me, but, you know, they go over really well. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably play one of them today, yeah, too, you know, sure, it's just yeah. kind of one of those things that, you know, it's relevant to the shack yeah. game. So, were you still writing a lot out at, uh, you had like a, a cabin or something that you were going mm-hmm, to write mm-hmm. in, and uh, you want to tell us a bit about that? That's yeah, yeah. Pretty... Well, I got some friends of mine who uh, live just east of Steinbeck, and uh, they've got a log cabin on the back of their property, so okay. they had us out there one time uh, just uh, just for a little campfire one night, and we were just kind of sitting there, and going, this would be a great place to write music. Yeah, so yeah. I said, you don't mind if I come here? They said, Absolutely. So Wednesday mornings for um, better part of uh, one winter. I mean, the, the invitation's still there. I just never get back there anymore. But um, I would go there, and, and it's kind of one of those places that you got to split the wood, put it in the pot-bellied stove, wait for oh. the cabin to warm up. Because if you've ever been in a log cabin, Canadian Shield, when it's minus 40 yeah. outside the log cabin, it's minus 40 inside the cabin, too. So yeah, you, yeah. you kind of put the get the two stoves going, and you're walking around waiting for the cabin to warm up you can't even pull up your guitar and uh, I guess the irony is that as soon as it gets warm you got to open the door up because it's right, so it's hot inside warm. the cabin yeah. but uh, so you're walking around looking at the stuff on the wall and so so I wrote a wrote a tune about that log cabin but that's where I really sort of tweaked a lot of the songs on Blues Man and kind of okay. did a lot of editing and, and that kind of stuff there so sounds like a good environment to write in oh, uh, man uh, I want to build it on my yard but you know just <laughs> yeah. I would think too that you get a lot of opportunity to write to I know a lot of the stuff that I've written over the years has been when I'm doing a lot of that stuff that's really rhythmical really repetitive tasks and you can almost isolate your brain so if you're sitting there and you're splitting the wood and everything else you're getting yeah, that rhythm yeah, down absolutely. That's a cool an opportunity to I, I write when I ride horses too oh perfect and, Makes sense, yeah. and, and a lot of songs don't turn out in, in the moment you're like 
this is genius. And then, and then you, <laughs> you, yeah, you record it into your phone, like just me singing oh, yeah. along. Yeah. And two days later, you come back and you go, I'm like, why, why did you think this was good? <laughs> like, what, yeah. what happened? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, it, it, it comes from, I guess, just spending some time on some young horses and stuff. And, and uh, I like to do a lot of stuff that just, like, I'll just ride into the bush. Me and a horse, and, and I mean, a horse is, they're herd animals. They're not so much, you know, interested in leaving yeah. your buddies behind to go on their own with you. So you kind of got to build a bond between the two of you that it'll trust you to kind of go out there. And so I find that I do that a lot with singing. So, okay. yeah, it's, I guess you sing so many Garth Brooks tunes and you got to go, well, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, it's probably not even that. You, you get into it and you start going through Ian Tyson. Right. And, and then, uh, well, that's uh, really good. That's a, that's a super Canadian yeah, country yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, great. yeah. In fact, one of these things that I love about playing in these, you know, rural markets, because we play like, ranch rodeos and like ranch rodeos yeah. are like like these are just like hardcore western people yeah. and the dance doesn't start so I do these rodeo dances the party does not start until you play Ian Tyson and the more yeah, Ian Tyson yeah. you can play the, the better off the party yeah. will be and so I believe it, yeah. it's yeah. kind of one of those funny little ironies like one of my first times playing there and going like I know they all know this song, yeah. But but they're not dancing yet, yeah. And so, right. so you just start playing like MC horses or something, and just the dance floor's packed. That's and you've got them for the rest of the night, and you're going, "These are my people. <laughs> These are my people." Most sure. people wouldn't get that song. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Do you, do you want to play something? Do you want to uh, play something? Else? Sure, sure. Is there something you want to hear? Oh, uh, well, what do you got? <laughs> I know you got a lot, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we. I. I'll try to think on that shack tune still, but uh, this is. This one's kind of about a shack. I was playing up in Dauphin um, at the art art center there last March. And this lady after the show uh, drags me over to the window and she points outside and she says, uh, um, you see that car outside? I said, the Mercury Topaz? She says, yeah. And, uh, well, it's got 400,000 kilometers on it. Oh. And you want to know what I said? Cool. Are you going to buy a CD or what? <laughs> and she did. She bought a CD. We became friends for that you know, yeah. moment. And uh, I was driving through Riding Mountain the next day, uh, windows down, heat on, because it was March last year and it was yeah. minus 45. And, um, I started thinking about the, the Mercury Topaz and any Ford product in general, um, having 400,000 kilometers on it. kind of deserves a song. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so this song is about that. It's, um, it's called 300,000 kilometers. It's about putting that extra 100,000 on, but it's about kind of running away and kind of dealing with with life in, in sort of a reclusive way. So okay. so she grows up in the Midwest, which is a true part of the story, and she moved up to Dauphin somehow. So okay. I kind of made up the story from there. Cool. Stars on the Midwest, scars on a broken heart, and she relived her memory. With her tattoos in the dark And to the wild ducks they called her name And she points the car northwest Stopped at the end of the day To top the tank and get some rest And it's 300,000 kilometers She'll push that mark for a hundred more She'll get lost somewhere in the mountains he can't haunt her soul anymore
blue from the pines and when a soft breeze will blow to change your time and place in life and somewhere in the hills yes somewhere far away she's got a small herd of horses and a place to make some hay and it's three hundred thousand kilometers She'll push that Merc for a hundred more She'll get lost somewhere in the mountains Where he can't haunt her soul anymore But time, it has a way Of fixing things that we cannot change Search your heart, search your soul for the narrow road to lead you back home. Well, she heard the lonely call of the wolves that night when a summer sun sank down. Slowly faded into night Miles turned to years that she spent running She knows that he never even saw her coming And it's 300,000 kilometers She'll push that Merc for a hundred more She'll get lost somewhere in the mountains thinking about something you said earlier um not about the song but you you were talking about how uh before country was cool <laughs> I mean, yeah. like i remember when i was uh you know when i was like a teenager and i was getting really heavily into music and playing in bands and stuff yeah i i know you mean country the only country artists it was cool to listen to were johnny cash hank williams and that was probably it. I wish <laughs> like I would have known that. You know I, didn't I, mean? even, like, I didn't even know that at the time, that it was, it was classified as cool to listen to that. Right, right. Well, as, as, yeah. as, a, as a kid in punk bands and stuff in the yeah. city, that was okay, right? Yeah. But, I mean, like, I've always had this kind of lifelong obsession with Patsy Cline that started when mm-hmm. I was about 19. And, yeah. like, uh, that wasn't cool, though. Like, having these Patsy Cline records, people would, I mean, aside from Steve, maybe, my friends would be like, what's wrong with <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but I have seen, especially with younger people, like, you know, coworkers and stuff who are early 20s or whatever, like, they love country. Yeah. It's, it's it's weird how it's become maybe it's not weird because it's always been you know popular somewhere but yeah. it seems like it's becoming extremely mainstream now yeah it's and definitely something that's at least making a resurgence uh, or, or maybe getting more more popularity in the city than it ever had but not even just in the city uh, just like I mean there's there's like it almost seems like country is well it's become like the new pop almost well, like it's, country is the last frontier yeah like mm-hmm. right you can have a you can have a rap album. Yes. You can't do a world tour. You can have a rock album, 
and it's tough unless you're Pearl Jam or U2 That's or right, somebody yeah. that caliber to do a world tour. Yeah. Kenny Chesney can still do a world tour. Taylor right. Swift, now she's moved over to pop, could do a, a, um, a tour, mm-hmm. a world tour. The, the downside is, though, it's just that country has evolved to a point now where it's barely recognizable. Yeah, yeah, that, in, that, that in new stuff that the kids are into, you know, it's like, yeah. it's, it's pop. It's pop, pop music a bit of a cowboy hat. Yeah. Oh, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, and and what, you, what you see is that guys are moving from L.A. to Nashville because yeah. that they, that's where the money's going to help them out sort of thing. So, yeah, it's uh, a, kind of a bit of a sour spot for me. I mean, I don't listen to new country. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, to, uh, and in fact, a lot of times you end up saying, um, if someone says, like, what kind of music do you play? I say Roots Country. Yeah, yeah. I don't, or, or Honky Tonk is a, is a common brand. Because you say Roots in a rural market, they're like, what's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say Americanos, they're like, uh, I don't know. You say the city people. But we wanted yeah, yeah. a country band. I'm like, yeah. well, that, that's what I am. It's yeah. a country band. <laughs> but just don't ask me to play Florida Georgia Line because it's not right, happening. Yeah. It's not, you know, yeah. yeah, and so, and there's, there's, a, there's a strong tradition in uh, country music to really play... Um, Play other people's music. Definitely, yeah, yeah. That's something that doesn't exist in other genres. No, especially, especially uh, something like rap. You never hear a rapper do a cover. It oh yeah, happen. oh yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I, I think it's all because you know there's the whole element of, of slugging it out in a bar, playing yeah. other people's songs when you only have two of your own to play, you know, and you're you're kind of slugging it out and, and trying to make a go of it, but trying to make the crowd happy too, right? I mean, you go, yeah, 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 and it's kind of I don't know. Projects evolve, and, and I kind of feel like it's getting at the point now where it's like. You know, we've got we've got lots of original music that we'll play in the night, yeah. but I can still go in and play. Like I have no problem playing a great rodeo tune or yeah. even Hey Good Looking or something that people are going to know, yeah. um, and uh, and working that into your own show because you got to. I, I find that you got to be able to, to to write songs and and to deliver them in a way that's believable and authentic. Yeah. But you have to also give them a measuring stick. Definitely. To yeah. say yeah. like, well, this guy's good. But how good is he? I need a song that I know to compare it to. To, to hear go, how he wow. does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear his spin on it. I want to yeah. hear his take. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I imagine that's probably more important for a rural market too, because I mean, like I lived in rural Manitoba for about a year and a half. I had a job in Burden, mm. and um, everyone that came through town. I mean, there's some really beautiful theaters. They have a really beautiful opera yeah. house there. Yeah. And every time anyone came to town, no matter what kind of music it was, the whole town's there. Mm-hmm. Like the, everyone is there to see whatever band it was. I mean, myself included. I was like, oh great, something's happening. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right, which is, I, I assume that's probably a lot of what happens when you're playing at the festivals and things and rodeos. And I mean, this is the entertainment that yeah. has, decided, has, you know, thankfully been able to come through and yeah. stay off stop in our town, right? Like, I mean, so. Yeah, you've got to, It's not like you're going to play a bar in the city where you know what kind of music everyone wants to hear. I mean, you you must have a much wider range of stuff that people are because the age groups are different and the uh... yeah. I mean, because it's funny because sometimes you go there and I remember I had this one one. It wasn't really a falling out, but it was one rodeo committee that I was working with, and and they started asking me to play like, you know, play this song like a brand new song. Like, yeah. I haven't heard that. Play this song. I'm like. I don't even know what you're talking. Like, is, <laughs> is that an artist? Yeah, like, and, yeah, I, and, yeah. I, and I, you know, typically used to pride myself on kind of being really in tune with what's happening in the industry, but now it's at the point where I'm going like, I don't even care. Like, yeah. I, you know, I, no, I'm not listening to that. And and you know, you, you can find out within thirty well, three seconds if you're going to like the tune or not Definitely, because yeah, yeah. because of, of how it's coming together. And so you kind of have this moment, but then you're going, if I played that tune, you and six other people would like it. Yeah. 
But what about the other thousand people that are here? That also don't know. They all know, hey, good looking. Yeah, yeah. And you just want to be, the, whatever. So I get into this a little bit of a battle yeah. with that kind of stuff. But for the most part, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, there's always people who want to be kind of on the cutting edge. And yeah. then you get the common to get all the country hecklers. It's just like, you know, play Freebird kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally, yeah. yeah. The drunk 20-year-old is in the crowd. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. some reason, that, that's, you know, as soon as, you, as soon as you play one cover song, it's like you're a jukebox. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going to yell at requests. Yeah. So I, grew, yeah. I woke up this morning just wishing I could play a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, that, that kind of brings me to you, Steve, because, I mean, I've seen you play live a lot just because I've known you for a long time, and uh, I feel like... Well, I also like your music. I don't want to say just because I know you. <laughs> it sounds really bad now that I say it. But, I didn't even pick up on that. That was a good change, though. Yeah, that's, but, uh, that's a nice subtle yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, But, I mean, you do a lot of covers, and you tend to do... I mean, we, you did a whole show where you did covers you had, of songs you hadn't even heard before. Yeah. Like, before the show. You, but you also tend to do covers of, like, rock songs, whatever, different genres, and put them into more of a country style. Like, is that... Yeah, that's that's been something I've always enjoyed doing. It's uh, I've always wanted to reinterpret songs when I do them, and I felt uh, ever since I started playing guitar, I think it was because I started out playing guitar not knowing how to play guitar. Yeah. So when I wanted to play somebody else's song, I had to play it my own way, and yeah, 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 eventually yeah. that just developed into whenever I started learning a song, saying I, I don't want to play it how it's supposed to be played. I want to play it how I want to play yeah. it. So we had that idea. It was originally I was just going to play a set of covers in general and somebody had suggested like, well, what about covers you've never heard? I was like, that actually sounds brilliant. It was yeah. a cool idea, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we just took like six songs, I think it was, that I'd never heard and I just asked random people like, give me a song that you think I've never heard and send me the lyrics yeah. to it. And uh, I just... Made up your own music. Yeah, made up my own music to the lyrics and uh, I think one of them was actually quite close to what was going yeah. on but for the most part they were just way out in left field different yeah. versions and yeah. was, I don't know. But I don't think I've ever heard you do an actual cover of a country song. No? Maybe, maybe I have, but I'm... Uh, you might be right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I did... I, ha I have played Zamboni. The Zamboni song was <laughs> right, a country right, song before. Right, 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 right. But, uh... Yeah. <laughs> the Zamboni song. I can't even remember who does it. Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, I, I used to drive a Zamboni for a long time, so That's I fantastic. felt like it was, it was a good cover to pay homage to, to, yeah. to Zamboni driving. Yeah, I love it, and, love it. Uh, we actually had an episode a few weeks ago the theme was Zamboni. Oh man, I can't so believe it. It would have been a good one for you. I hope somebody played the Zamboni song. No, we don't. don't, don't <laughs> <laughs> I had it in the back of my head no. the whole time. I'm like, I'm not, I can't. Yeah. Like, I can't do this. Yeah. Can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's like. Are you when, you haven't played a show in a while, right? Are you no, I, I haven't played in a while. Uh, we're looking at uh, starting some rehearsals on Thursday, actually. Oh, right guys, so that should hopefully spin out. I actually just got got asked to play uh, a house gig uh, coming up too, so that oh, right should on. be a nice intro into that, and then yeah. hopefully do some gigging out afterwards. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm looking to do that. I'm still hoping to make sure that we're playing a lot of a, a good mix of covers and originals. I mean, I've got a lot of original tunes that I want to start playing and. And making a, a bit of a stink with, but uh, I also I don't know. I've always enjoyed playing other people's music, and I think there's something that's that's important about playing something that everybody knows and, and yeah. bring that out mm -hmm. because it's really hard to connect to an audience without giving them what they want. Yeah. So yeah, you know, if you don't ever give them that opportunity, even if it is with your own spin to to connect with you in that way, it's hard to get them to connect with with what you want to show them yeah. too. For sure. So, yeah. Did you want to play something? Uh, I, I was actually going to start out, I was going to have a Old Crow song. Oh, you when, you, when you told me the theme was Shaq, this popped into my head immediately. Oh, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, I think so, I know where you're going with this. You think I know where I'm going with this? You know, uh, so, 
And he, I got the theme word, and I was just like, I need to play Shaq number nine. Because it, it just well, came right in my head. Right, yeah, yeah. This is, the theme word is Shaq, and I was just like, old Crow Medicine Show. This actually came into my mind well before Love Shaq did at all. I actually didn't even <laughs> that think that Love Shaq came into my mind until like... Three days later, somebody was talking about uh, the B-52s. I was like, oh, yeah. Didn't you I just, guess that would have fit. Did you just get rid of that record, dude? I did. I, did. <laughs> that, that, I really do not like yeah. that, that B-52s yeah. record yeah. at all. Uh, it was a whole bunch of screaming and shouting. Yeah. and uh, <laughs> where, nonsense. where I thought you were going with this was that they've got a tune called the Brushy Mountain Conjugal Trailer. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that is not what I was thinking It is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought you, you were going to blow my I'm going to load that up yeah. later. Yeah. yeah, look that one up. That's a great tune. That's a great title for something for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah that's such awesome. a great story. <laughs> okay, well, let's check out whichever one you're playing here. This one's Shack Number 9. They actually did a follow-up to this later called We Don't Grow Tobacco Anymore, but it's, it's all about title. a tobacco-growing community. Cool. So, okay, uh, yeah, Shack okay, Number 9. Speaking of that old tobacco. Oh, hey, Charlie. You know, I sure do miss home nowadays. Can't wait to get down. Hey, you know what? Uh, they're going to be uh, picking seed time down there. Soon. Oh, it sure is, boy. Tail in August now, ain't it, boy? Oh, yeah. Hey, boy, you know what? Tell us a little bit about that. There, well, folks, I'll tell you now, folks. We come out of Johnson County, Tennessee, boy, where our number one cash crop industry is tobacco. We pick it, we chew it, we dip it, we smoke it, we oh, snub we it. If we could, That's boy. right, boy. Boy, let's sing a song about that old All tobacco right. now, boy. You get Fire some in your mouth now, boy, Charlie. You get some. Oh, I got it. Woo! Never go home without it. Well, boy, I need a little refill. Set me up good here now, son. Sure ain't good, ain't Oh, they grow good. out of town down there, boy. Yeah, they do, boy. They do grow it by the pound. Well, let's sing it out now, boy. Oh, they grow it by the pound in Johnson County. Well, they grow it by the pound in Johnson County. Well, they grow it by the pound, and their breath will knock you down. Yes, they grow it by the pound in Johnson County.
we're back. That was, uh, was pretty good. Very, very uh, hoedown. Very, very hoedown. Uh, <laughs> in the hills. Old road in the hills. Uh, kind of that muck bucket feel in there. And uh, Yeah, the Dougie was cool. When is that from? Like what, when was that recorded? Uh, so that's Oak Row Medicine Show's Shack number nine. And uh, what album is that off of? Uh, I can't even remember. The reason I ask is because a lot of stuff <laughs> in that style kind of is deliberately made to sound timeless. Like it's not, you know, mm. that could be from anywhere in the past six or seven decades, right? Like it's, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. What well, I mean, Old Crow's mm-hmm. quite a bit more modern. It would be right. in the last decade right, or right, so. Right, but, but uh, so, yeah. It seems yeah. like a, it's like an aesthetic thing, right? To try yeah. and sound as, uh, as rootsy, uh, I guess. I think as, it's yeah. off Utah, but uh, I could be horribly, horribly wrong on that and be completely <laughs> misquoting that and uh, people will go out and buy that album. And curse me. <laughs> you really think the show has that much power? It does. <laughs> it's going to yeah. people do it. You know, I, I was up there above the slackers for a little while. You were, now you dropped down below. Yeah, now I've dropped down under the top yeah, 30 yeah. of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah his Lost show, my power. For some reason, he didn't have an album out, and uh, he still doesn't have an album out. And the show with him on it, the most recent one, it got a ton of downloads. Like, people were really into it. And I don't know who, either. <laughs> yeah. sudden, like, I don't know where it came from. All of a sudden, like, the Country Steve episode is just bumping up every week. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, I don't know, I apparently have a large fan base uh, from those... Someone. Someone. Somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or someone who doesn't know how to save, they don't realize they're saving them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do I have 76... Somebody accidentally downloaded it 172 yeah. times. Yeah, they're trying to just get playing, it's not working. It's actually an error with the website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's you just sitting there downloading. Yeah, yeah. Gotta beat up the slackers, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that was cool, and I think you've—I mean, I've heard you cover these guys before. Yeah, I've definitely played a lot of old Crow yeah. Medicine show stuff before. So I guess so you have. So yeah. I have—I've definitely covered country in that sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that just slipped my mind because yeah. it's usually very, very drunk and around a bonfire when that when the right. old Crow comes out. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I mean, that's kind of not not necessarily drunk around a bonfire, but I mean, like you were saying, you're playing a house show. I've seen you at a couple of house shows and at like you know small kind of coffee shop sort of venues. That seems to be sort of a good. Mm-hmm fit for what you're doing right i mean like it has been it has been uh, i think once we we throw a band behind me i'm gonna have to start finding bigger, bigger venues yeah. than yeah. people's living rooms yeah. but mm-hmm. uh there's something to be said for that though i mean i, I like <clears throat> you can play a show for for lots of people but if they're not really into your project then what's the point of playing the show so it's like yeah you can mm-hmm. play you can play a house concert and get 25 people there who are it. who yeah. are hanging on every story and hanging yeah. on every tune and to me, it's like, I'd, sometimes I'd rather oh, play that show. They're wonderful experiences. I've always enjoyed playing house shows uh-huh. because the, you do have that really tight-knit feel and you wind up with a, you know, a very intimate experience that you wouldn't have if you were playing at, at a larger venue. Yeah. Which, which, don't get me wrong, there's, there's a lot to be said for playing at uh, a larger venue. <laughs> yeah, for but, sure, yeah. You know. yeah. Yeah, I didn't say I didn't want to be on the stage, <laughs> for the record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do want those because... All those know, festivals just cancelled this year. Yeah, everybody cancelled. You, however, are playing a series of house shows. Yeah, yeah. that's right. But there's people who do that. I mean, that's their thing. They just tour house shows constantly. I got, oh, this, yeah. I got this new idea. Because I love, I love playing house shows. So I, I, I did this back at the end of February. It was the first one. And... Uh, I got this like smoker grill, like a barbecue. Yeah, and I and I saw that on your Facebook. Too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Yeah, I, I barbecued yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call it Q's Q. Q's Q. <laughs> yeah, Q's Q. But uh, so, so what I do is I, I I then take this barbecue to someone's house and I'll put on like like a pork roast and just let it kind of slow cook all day, and then everyone else can bring food too. It's kind of like a potluck. Yeah, yeah. But it's at a house 
venue, and so I'll feed, I'll bring enough food for twelve people. After dinner, go ahead and invite fifteen more people. We'll oh, have yeah. a thirty-person house show, but you know, it, I like cool to idea. cook, so it's a, it's a way of kind of bringing that into it. And I'm not sure. I might just start cooking at every show this summer because it's <laughs> a good idea. Well, we were we were in Richard um, this past weekend, and and I just had the barbecue and had some frozen burgers, and like, man, let's. Fire up the grill, so we fired up the grill before the show, and then we had three burgers extra, so I just threw it out on Facebook real quick, saying, yeah. you know, <laughs> quick VIP before the show, if you want to come hang with the band, we got three burgers here. Well, that's so. cool. So I didn't I think did I'd be the first one there, yeah. so I was like, <laughs> Were you? I could go and get a burger. Yeah, no. yeah. If I wanted to drive 45 minutes, yeah, yeah. I could get a 45 minutes, yeah. free burger, though. <laughs> yeah, that would be one, dry, one dried out <laughs> burger, boy. Yeah. Actually, was, here's, the, here's the worst part of being a musician. So it's 2.30 in the morning, and I go back to the hotel room after the show, and there's a half a burger sitting there. And I'm like, man, I am hungry. And I ate the half a burger. And that was gross. <laughs> Actually, no. The burger was good. It was the bun that was just crusted. Oh, I'm surprised that the burger was the part that was okay. Yeah, oh, no, no. It was, it was fantastic. So I, I love cooking. And, and I'm sort of getting into this whole thing. I cook a lot over like the campfire and stuff like that right. kind of thing, too. Mm. That's, but now that I've got this little smoker grill, it's like my favorite thing to do on a Sunday afternoon is barbecue. Because... You have to stay close by, yeah. But you have nothing to do for two hours or three hours while it's cooking. So I love it. You just, what are you doing? I'm cooking supper. <laughs> well, you get the cast iron you're skillet looking, on that. You can do breakfast too. <laughs> oh, man, Actually, a lot of times in the in the summertime, I'll I'll go outside in the morning, and I'll start a fire and I'll make bacon eggs on the fire and oh, coffee yeah. and stuff. And then I'll go and just do a bunch of chores working around. Yeah. And the fire just stays on all day, and you just kind of come and get, you know, warmed up with some coffee or whatever, and. Whatever it's, I think that's probably my favorite place in in the world, just sitting around the campfire. So, oh, yeah. well, that that fits with the whole the whole country thing too, right? I mean, yeah, like that, the, the western rootsy rural. Actually, on my first album, I think I had three songs about like campfires, and then they were all different. And they were all kind of just experiencing yep. different moments, and uh, I don't think I've written a campfire song since then. So, so just just sorry, just looking at your CD here, um, mm-hmm. is this self released? Yeah. Is all of your stuff self-produced? Yeah. 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 How is that? Uh, I mean, this is something that kind of comes up a lot on the show because we have people at different kind of levels, I guess. I mean, we have bands who have been playing for 20 years. We have guys who are just starting. We have people who are, you know, a pretty, I mean, even the two of you have a very different sort of situation and type of shows you're playing and all that. Yeah. So, I mean, is this uh, just out of necessity that you did this just because, like, you know, to get your music out or is it was it a conscious decision that you wanted to have control over the releases or how, how does the... Uh... I think if... I think if... The right person wanted to release my music, I probably wouldn't stop them from doing right, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I kind of, I kind of have this, and it, who knows whether it's the right thing? You know, none of us know whether we're doing the right thing. We just yeah. sort of cling to hope that we kind of understand enough to make the right decisions. But um, I, I've worked with a lot of different people, and and I guess when it's just when it's my project, it's my baby, and it's yeah. like I just, I just want to make sure that I get it out there the way that I want it to get out there. So I kind of recognize that and. Um, would I be against someone else, you know, getting behind it and supporting? Never. But yeah. at the same point, it's like until that right situation comes up, I'm just sort of content. Yeah, you still have music you're gonna put yeah. out, so yeah. yeah, yeah. And the, I mean, the hard part is that I mean, I love writing and I write a lot, and it's you know when you when you have your first album, I'm just like, well, I got ten songs that I wrote. Yeah. And you don't play all ten songs in a show necessarily. Yeah. Um, well, you got covers, you got other things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so you you come up with another record, so you you know. You play five off the old record, you play five off the new record, and we're playing five off the, the next record already. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. uh, it's a great spot to be at when people are just like, just giving her out there and just 
pumping fists along to your music and this country and you're going you look like you're at a rock show right now yeah 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 cranking all your fist in the front row but but just you know they're loving it so um yeah to answer your question completely independent that's, that's cool. So is this is it only? I mean, really shows that people buy the the albums at, or I mean, on oh, my website you, too. Online but online. I but I sell a ton off the front of the stage. I figure, yeah, like I mean, especially rural you know, markets. Yeah, 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 yeah. You sell you sell all your albums off the front of the stage. For sure, yeah. So no, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's always nice. I love how one of the things I like about the way kind of technology has gone as far as music is that. It is so much easier for people to just do this. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, twenty years ago, not quite, not quite. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you could do it. It wouldn't look like this. It wouldn't yeah. be as uh, as professional looking or yeah. sounding. I mean, now every, anyone can just. Yeah, I'm going to put out an album, and you can yeah. do it. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's. I mean, the record labels maybe don't even mean as much anymore. It would be, of course, fantastic for anyone who's an independent artist to get signed by yeah. someone that yeah. can put resources behind them. But I mean, but at the same mm-hmm. point, I mean, you look at it like Fred Eaglesmith. Like he's just the the yeah. consummate example of. How you make a living in the music business without yeah. really latching on and tying on to anybody else? So um, he can put out what he wants when he wants, play what he wants when he wants. Yeah, and he's got an audience that's been built in over the past yeah, however yeah, many yeah, years. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the, that's the thing is that you just you try to build in your audience, you find your market, and you you play to them. And who gives a rip about what else is happening out there? Yeah. Because as long as your people are supportive of you, and you're like you're saying, Steve, like building that connection mm-hmm. with them. If you're not connecting with them, they're not going to come back. Of course. But yeah. how how can you set, make a living selling something that doesn't exist anymore? Right? Like a CD. Yeah. I, I don't. I have one CD player. Yeah. You know I, that's all I have, and that's terrible. But that's. But that's but, what's happening. You know, yeah. But that's also you know a truck and a van who have CD players that don't work. So yeah, <laughs> kind yeah, of yeah. the eight ball there. But so <laughs> do you have do you have like a digital downloads as well yeah people can buy it right off the website too yeah or itunes and all that kind right. of stuff so, you see, okay, so, mm-hmm. so not, not only cd because i mean that, that's another weird thing too is that like i often wonder when someone's putting out an album what, what they consider as far as formats because i mean cd yeah a lot of people still have cd players but it's definitely on the way out yeah and i mean i've always felt that like if you're putting something out only digitally that kind of sucks because no one you know as a music uh, fan myself i like to have a physical copy, whatever format it is, like have yeah. something I can hold, something I can yeah. like the liner notes, all that. Yeah, well, exactly. That's why I think like yeah, LPs with the digital downloads have become a really, really big thing, right? That's why, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> then hipsters that press on records. Here's the hilarious part because because <laughs> this is the world that I live in. The reality is, <laughs> you live it. You you play at a folk festival where people want to buy yeah. on on vinyl. And you play in a rural rodeo. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why are you doing yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, right. So it's just, yes. give me, give me. Actually, maybe that's why I sell CDs well still because you know that's the format out there. The right? format that's out there, format. and everyone's yeah. got a truck, and everyone's popping their CD right. in the truck and right. stuff. And and uh, I love it when truckers actually buy my records. Because right. you know they're listening to it, right? Because they got a lot of <laughs> yeah, yeah, You yeah, know yeah. that music's being played all over the place. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, and they, yeah, they take it somewhere. Maybe someone else happens to hear it when yeah. seven t- towns down the road or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's funny how it works. But. And I mean, the rodeo guys do the same thing, right? I mean, they're in the, they might as well be truck drivers because they'll drive, you know. Well, yeah, they're touring around, right? They're they'll drive 20, 20 hours in a weekend and come home with yeah. no money. They need a song that they can really bring them down. Like, yeah, <laughs> bring them up. <laughs> you know, but bring yeah, back to life. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, that's it. I can't believe how crazy they were. I mean, when I was in Verdun, the provincial rodeo finals were there, and that was yeah, like, yeah. the only time I've ever seen a rodeo, and it was nuts. Like, yeah. I mean, the, the type of crowds and stuff, like, it was, I mean, the whole, it's a very small town, and it's overrun with people for that weekend, like, just, and 
crazy. Like, oh, totally, totally. From all over the place, from like, yeah. you know down south in the states and stuff too. And like, yeah. there's a guy from Mexico there competing. It's yeah. nuts. Like, yeah. I, yeah. No, I, I. It's a whole different universe almost. And there's and there's even different rodeo circuits. Like you know, I bet, yeah, yeah. like there's there's different. The guys who kind of do it just as a hobby for fun. There's the guys who even just do one event, like barrel races. Yeah, do yeah. you know? They'll just have their own jackpots and team ropers have their own jackpots, and um, then you get the ranch rodeo guys, and and it's all just like, it's all connected, but yet it's still everyone's kind of got their own little specialty thing. And so when you're able to uh, sort of latch onto one of those, it's a it's a good spot to be for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, 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 I mean, I think it's especially for this show because I mean, a lot of people I talk to are rappers, punk bands, whatever. Yeah. I mean, this is a completely different world than than what we're used to, which is cool. I'm glad yeah. I'm yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm gonna pick another song to keep things moving on the Shack yeah. thing. Like I said before, I thought of that ridiculous Eddie Shack song. <laughs> um, I was thinking, you know, Shacks as in the, the housing unit, and the first thing that came to mind was a song called "I Need a Roof" by the Mighty Diamonds, and the Mighty Diamonds are a Jamaican vocal trio. Um, this is from the mid seventies. It's probably their best known song. It's not necessarily about a shack, but I mean, he's talking about how he basically needs the simple things. He needs a roof over his head, needs some bread, and that's yeah. everything's good. And th- they had a, a very kind of well-known cover of one of their records, and it's basically them with no shirts on and like you know ripped up shorts, and they're standing in front of the shack. And I don't necessarily think it's like was posed for the album. I think this is maybe you know third world country. Like <laughs> it's not that much of a stretch. <laughs> this might be where they actually come, come on over for dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, a really, really great song. I mean, it's it's definitely. Uh, I think it's their best known song and probably their best song. So yeah, Mighty Diamonds. I need a roof. Oh, my. 
Sam's learning how to play the washboard here. If Quentin, if you want to rip a solo or something over this, you knock yourself out. <laughs> sure, man. Sure. I, I love completely unrehearsed uh, recordings. It's the best kind, right? So what is this song we're playing? Uh, we're gonna play a little Tennessee whiskey, which has absolutely nothing to do with the theme word of Shaq, and I don't care. It just occurred to me that Shaq could also be Shaquille O'Neal. It could. I don't drink Tennessee whiskey, but with a bottle of rye in my hand. Me, I ain't no sissy. I don't drink Tennessee whiskey, but with a bottle of rye in my hand. That lady, she done kiss me, but she surely does not miss me, cause she belongs to another man. Instead, I'll drink these blues away. For another day, just to put a bottle of rye in my hand. Me, I ain't no sissy, I don't drink Tennessee whiskey. Just put a bottle of rye in my hand. Me, I ain't no sissy, I don't drink Tennessee whiskey. Well, when I get real thirsty, or oh, when my baby hurts me. 
coast to coast I've tried my support my glass and fill it it's all I think I'm gonna try them all again well me I ain't no sissy I don't drink Tennessee whiskey just put my right my hand well me I ain't no sissy Sam now knows how to play the washboard. Yeah, I guess so. That's it. <laughs> I think that was the one of the two songs I've heard from your new album, actually. That was, uh, Greg sent me that, like, an early performance okay. of that. And uh, that in a single, right? Which is, yeah. uh, what, what was the single again? Oh, uh, the, the one you played Manitoba Blues, Blues yeah, was Manitoba the one Blues, I had originally yeah. played, but yeah. I wrote it, uh, like, three days before I came on the show the first time. Right, and that was that was years ago. That's that was years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> we always had a fight breakout in the middle of that song. When I realized you were calling me a sissy. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I wrote a song. I wrote a song called Tennessee Whiskey myself. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. But it's more of a sad song, and uh, it's more of like a like, you know, don't cry for me, old Tennessee whiskey. I got honky tonk angels watching over me. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> funny in the midst of that going. Whoa, whoa! We got the Irie things. Irie jumping up there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, so it's funny. I'm like, I've got a song by the same title. <laughs> but it's a, a little different tone. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a feeling I'm going to have a few people throwing bottles at me at some yeah, point. Because yeah. uh, you're calling them sissies. Because <laughs> I'm calling them sissies. Yeah, yeah. Probably John Skulls. You know? <laughs> He'll be sitting in the back with his ball horn and he'll be like, sissy this! You thought we were all good people. <laughs> have you played that one live yet? Uh, no, I haven't really played it anywhere yet, so um, that, I guess that's a first. There you go. Aside from bonfires. Right, Getting around right, a lot right. of bonfires. Right. <laughs> that's cool but, I, so you are putting together an actual band band too we're putting together an actual band band so hopefully it should all work out it looks like uh, there's going to actually be a banjo player in there too oh, right which on. is uh, making me quite excited yeah that's really cool yeah, yeah. I, I had somebody else kind of pegged for doing like banjo mandolin and fiddle and a bunch of stuff and uh, the guy who I thought was going to play bass for us wound up not playing bass so the, the guy who was playing all that said I want to play bass actually so it's been a little shuffling around, and it's cool. uh, yeah, it's kind of exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So that's awesome. Yeah, I look forward to hearing that. Yeah. So I mean, you have a band as well, and do you is there kind of a do you do some shows solo, some shows with the band? How do you determine? I, I've got a whole bunch of formats. I kind of roll with a roster of musicians. Actually, I kind of play like a baseball team. So yeah, yeah. Um, I got you know just guys who know my stuff. I mean, I, I have a big repertoire of songs that we're playing. Like you know, mm -hmm. we're going in. And I need you to know like forty-five tunes. Right. So yeah, it's like yeah, I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to hire one-offs. But um, at the same point, I play so much that I burn guys out. Because right. I mean, it's my project, it's my passion. So I will play hundred days a year, yeah. eighty days a year, yeah. and and that's just who I am. But I can't expect the other guys to do that. So yeah. um, you've got yeah, I guess <laughs> about three, four different drummers and three different bass players and, and then okay. kind of the, the main staples in the in the band are definitely Kevin Torkelson on uh, bass okay. and uh, uh, Bill Western Jr. on the pedal steel he's uh, that guy's the, playing on a lot of stuff right? yeah, yeah the name's familiar they're both sure. great friends of mine and uh, um, they're just kind of guys that you're just so happy to drive down the road with yeah, so. yeah. but uh, yeah Bill is a great friend of mine we met backstage at the Park Theatre I don't know maybe four years ago and uh, he's like, so what are you listening to right now? No, sorry, I guess he asked me, I asked him the question, what are you listening to right now? And he says, 
Ian Tyson and Chris Ledoux. Right. And I put my I put my hand on his shoulder that moment and I'm like, I have never heard this before in my life. We are going to be great friends. And sure enough, yeah. So musically him and I are on the same page. Oh, that's cool. And we have a lot of fun and, and he's just uh just a, a gem of a guy. In fact, it's funny because we'll hang out um and it's just like he loves to barbecue. He loves outdoor stuff as well. Yeah. He's got some some ranching roots in uh Montana. Uh, you know, Dell Barber came over to our place <laughs> and it's Dell, me and Bill last summer were grouse hunting in, in the bush at my place and um my wife just laughs, she's like, I look out the window and there's three of you and she's referring <laughs> to me. Like three people, like you like you were the same person and yeah, all three of those yeah. people. And she's like, you know, you're you're just kind of a I've never seen that before. Yeah. You know, finding somebody who who you kind of are on the same page with musically and then just um as far as just lifestyle yeah, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff, like just that whole rural element, it's, yeah. it's great. So That's cool, yeah. yeah you, but, you work well with them too, right? Oh, yeah. Yes. It, yeah. And it, it helps that you know, Bill's a monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. a monster on the steel guitar. Yeah. It's so much fun. And, and uh, recently we've had, uh, um, I mean, I used to play as a five-piece band uh, years ago, but, you know, it just started to get to the point that's another guy. I've got a book all the time, and yeah. I can play. Maybe I didn't demonstrate it. <laughs> that's a terrible solo on my part we're going to let Quinn rip one now I just, I'm certainly not ripping one I did entirely put you on the spot you know, I was like you know you're going to play a, a washboard you're going to play some solos yeah, and yeah. I gave you both no, no warning no it was all good it was all good it's just, it's just kind of even when you're just doing one, four, five in country it's like I'm in my head I'm moving at a diff- differently than yeah, you're yeah. I guess I'm just not a good listener, but um, and so, anyways, it's great having Bill around because he's he's just a monster who can uh, who can play. And Grant Siemens has been playing with us when he can, um, when I can get the five of us on stage. So we're gonna have a great great summer ahead of us with, with that kind of stuff going on. So uh, it's kind of funny because you go from like total responsibility, like like when you're the band leader, you're bringing songs in, bringing yeah. them out, and then you get those guys on stage, and I'm just kind of quietly like, oh, take a solo, guys. Like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm not gonna do anything. And we were playing at Moz one time in December, and uh, we're kind of just trading solos all the way around. And, and I'll play one, and then Bill plays one, and then yeah. Grant plays one, and then it's like I'm not taking the next. I'm not following that. <laughs> Bill, take another one. I'm sorry, man. I'm not. I'm not going after those guys. But uh, yeah, and then if I play as a um, as a solo too, like I tour a lot as a solo, yeah. or sometimes I'll, I'll catch up. Uh, my buddy Blake Bergman's in Regina, and. Um, Use some of his players okay. out there, or uh, you know, we did a tour together this past year and do solo. Billy and I travel around as a duo doing theater shows. Oh, cool! And then I've got a, a, a trio as well, where we do kind of that rural honky tonk circuit, cool. just the three of us. So it's basically so whatever, busy. whatever you want, <laughs> we've got an act to fill yeah. that bill. So cool. Yeah, my favorites are definitely though, like like songwriter shows, like when you're playing theaters or house concerts, yeah. or honky tonks. Yeah, are, yeah, for sure. Those okay. are it. Awesome. Well, we have uh, one more song to go before the end of the show, but before we do that, uh, this is kind of a good time. We used to remind people where they can find our show, where they can hear music you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. So if anyone want, hears this and hasn't heard the show before, wants to check out more episodes, all there for free download and streaming. There's 120-something of them at this point. Uh, at wishpolice.com, you just click on podcasts and the full list of past guests and themes and everything else is there. Um, we're also on the actual radio on Monday nights at 11 p.m., on UMFM, uh, it's also umfm.com. If you're not in Winnipeg, you can tune in that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're on every social media thing you can imagine: Facebook and Twitter, and SoundCloud and Instagram and all that shit. Yeah, cool. And uh, you can also um, find us as part of the Garbage Hill Podcast Network, which is kind of a loose collective of people in Winnipeg. 
doing this on various different topics. I mean, yeah. you know, this is definitely a music show, but there's people who have a comic book show. There's uh, like some pop culture stuff. There's a hockey show. There's just like, hopefully we're trying to encourage anyone who wants to do this or does this already to mm-hmm. kind of sign up. And the idea is that someone hears this, they like music, they hear our show, they check that out. They happen to also be into whatever. And there's a show for them for there. And yep. everyone kind of shares audiences. Cause it, I mean, kind of like independent music, this is all about, connecting with people, getting the word out about what we're doing, about what you guys are doing, and, yeah. and et cetera. So, I mean, it's all it's all free. It's all community sharing and all that. So, um, Steve, I don't think you know when your album's coming out, right? It's still No clue. No clue. Not at all. But people, <laughs> but people can hear the one single, right? Where, where can they go to hear the... Uh, I mean, it's, it's on... Uh, well, it's on uh, Greg Arcade's Bandcamp there. Uh, it's, you can also, I believe, find it on the Golden Oak Record Company website as well, too. Okay. Uh, as it should be released through there. And I should double-check that before I tell you to go there. <laughs> well, we're on, on the actual page for this, this yeah. episode, we'll put a link to that, too. I'll, I'll make sure we put a link up to that. Yeah, somewhere. definitely, definitely. And then, Quentin, are you, uh, do you have anything coming up? Uh, it sounds like you probably have a lot coming up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I'm excited. I, I don't know when, uh, if this will catch the air date or not, but we're off to uh, BC in the middle of uh, playing a rodeo in Kelowna. Oh, so cool. That's... Uh, I don't get fly dates very often to go and yeah, play yeah, rodeo. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, out there and then in the Saskatchewan in uh, in June, and then just kick off full Manitoba honky tonk circuit. Cool. End of June, country fest to start it off. So. Oh right on! Are you playing those? Do you play that all the time, or is that first a... time there? Oh really? Yeah, cool. first time there. Yeah. It's a big show. Mm, fun. A lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's. I. <laughs> right on the main stage. <laughs> I, think my, I think my stage shows like Sunday at like two in the afternoon. Still though, so. I mean, it's got to be good exposure to. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, and I, we're also playing in the VIP tent, which I think is maybe a, a, probably the best thing as, as opposed to, like, just say that you played is important, but, yeah. uh, and we're excited about that nonetheless, but I think as far as career development goes, a VIP tent is probably the people I want to be playing for. So, for sure, yeah. yeah. So, uh, as far as online, where can people go to find QuintonBlair.com. Okay. Still on, on Facebook, Instagram, all that kind of stuff, if you want to see what I'm barbecuing. That's the way to do it. <laughs> Q's Q. We just, I just came up with that it's name gonna, yesterday, yeah, actually, yeah. So, so we're going to bring a food truck around with you in a couple of years here. Yeah, you yeah. know what? I... Would not be against that, no. you know. Maybe not the food truck, I but, think but about it. you could like you could drive it to the shows. But yeah, you're done in between. You can serve up some Q. I think. Uh... I think the thing is, I think the thing is not to like. I can't sell the food, right? Mm. But because you got to be playing. Yeah, but maybe maybe the seniors buy a CD and you get a hamburger. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we'll work that's that a package angle, deal. Yeah, 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 that's right. Ticket, CD, and hamburger. But even hamburger. still, it's, it's just fun, like just hanging out with the guys, just sitting around, just. Before the show, it's just something completely different. We're playing a show in Winnipeg. Uh, um, I might, I, I might do that just yeah, before that. the show, just because we can. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, I've heard some pretty elaborate things about this upcoming uh, show too. This Winnipeg one with Greg Arcade. That, that, like, that'd be the one. I might bring the barbecue yeah. to that one. When is that, when that, that, I think that might already be over by the time people hear. I think it's gonna yeah. be done before the time, so yeah. I'm not giving away any surprises. About May second. Like, yeah, uh, you, you should have been there. Yeah. Boy, yeah. You should have <laughs> been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard there were like hay bales yeah. and bunting. Yes, and, I also uh, heard about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, full on excited. Absolutely there. Yeah. So what, what are you going to play to close this out? Well, I, I'm torn. I, I just love playing music. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like we've talked so, like, a little bit in an area where, where no one has ever really interviewed me before, talking about sort of the Western element of my music yeah. and kind of where that's come from. Um, and so I kind of feel like I should play some, some rodeo gospel or Western gospel. Sounds great. As far as just like 
you know, tunes that, that in that world, these songs are, are huge. And I could probably have a lot more credibility than playing a tune by Garth Brooks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, Garth, he, he's kind of like, the, he was the first CD that I actually owned. Okay. And uh, I was a huge Garth Brooks fan because he always had one cowboy song. Right. And it was like, an, like, a, like a, a legitimate kind of campfire cowboy song right. on every album. So um, this is a tune called The Cowboy Song, which, again, I, I feel like I, I should have dug a little deeper and, and pulled something else out. But at the same point, this is what got me into Western music. So um, I haven't played it for six years probably. So if I mess it up, don't, don't, don't come to the show on May 2nd. And, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have been, actually, if you should have yeah, yeah. been don't at the show, you should have been at the show on May 2nd and give me a rough time. About yeah, it. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The song's called The Cowboy Song. All right. Thanks for, thanks for having, uh, having me over here to see you. Thanks for being on the show, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Pushing horns weren't easy like moves, said it was. And I don't recall no dance hall girls or hotel rooms abroad. You worked hot and tired and nasty, rode your pony's head too low. And it was all the nights you couldn't sleep, cause it was too damn cold. And you'd sing strawberry rum and a little joy. Like the time we hit the river and the rains began to fall And the water was rising so damn fast we thought it drowned us all We lost a lot of steers that day and four or five good mounts But when all the boys rode into camp Well we knew that's what counts and we'd sing yippee ti in amazing grace Oh, the night they broke behind us And it took us by surprise Well, I whistled out to Bonner I seen the tear in his eyes But he rode for all his horse would ride And we know he'd done his best But he crossed over Jordan Riding down Tuesday, then we'd sing, bringing in the sheets and the rugged corrals. So when you see the cowboy, he's not wrecked by his choice. Well, he never meant to bow them legs and put that gravel in his voice. He's just chasing what he really loves and what's burning in his soul. And wishing to God that he'd been born a hundred years ago. Still singing, yippee-ti-yi-yi in amazing grace. Thank you.